Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Underneath which I will play lullaby versions of popular songs. If you want to guess when it's all over, you can. I don't care. Hey, John. How you seeing lately, buddy? With 2020 vision, and that's no contacts, no glasses. I'm very excited because I'm heading up to the mountains uh, immediately after the show today, and to be able to soak in nature's splendor, oh, uh, yeah. you know, with my bare naked eyes. I'm really, really, really uh, looking forward to doing some stargazing this weekend. This is our first time staying in a big open area, and I'm looking forward to doing that oh. with my new eyeballs, thanks to Optograph Laser Vision. And the GOAT, Dr. Uptograph, uh, he is somebody who kind of has paved the way for many other doctors who do this. The third ever to perform LASIK in the United States of America, the first ever in Asia. And he's got patents on a lot of the technology that every other doctor uses. And when I went in, it still to this day blows my mind how painless and simple it was. In and out in under four hours and feeling fine with 2020 vision the next day. And right now they want to offer uh, bone listeners one. $1,000 off LASIK and the consultations are free. So call 727-551-2020 or book online today at www.lasik4me.com. I was really hoping um, when I was watching the news and, you know, watching Mike's weather page, who usually gives far, far out forecasts, that there was going to be a, a legitimate cold front up there. Oh. And I was going to get some like 50s and, and things like that. Yeah. But that's kind of uh, I mean, we'll probably feel some 60s at night, which will Ooh. still be nice. And I'm sure the humidity will be down. Hell yeah. But not the the dream of uh, bundled up in uh, 45, oh. 50 degree weather. Yeah, You but never know. You could get a cold snap out of nowhere. Something could happen. So, yeah. But, but yeah, there's fun to be had either way. If sure. I'm not bundled up warm next to the fire i'll be you know floating down the river yeah or something like that uh we've got an angle on the gabby petito brian laundry situation for it's okay it's not okay specifically pertaining to dog the bounty hunter and whether or not he's legit i i have no read on this i i still don't know if what he says he found uh the the monster can on egmont key whether that's a real deal clue or not we'll dig into that later but right now i want to focus 
on the comments of friend of the show, Grady Judd. Because I think the average person looks at what happened with Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito and thinks, how did this guy, how could it be legal? Take all of the things about you got to cover your ass with a lawyer. How could it be possible to come home from a a cross-country road trip without your girlfriend and you just are sitting at home and clearly the police are not keeping tabs on him very well? Uh, Well, Grady was asked a question today about the Brian Laundrie situation uh, at a press conference. Great. Gabby Petito, I'm not involved in that investigation. My team's not involved in that investigation. I could only speculate based upon news reports. As you know, those are incomplete at best, and sometimes they can be fictionalized at worst. I can tell you that according to Florida law, when she was a victim of domestic violence originally, he would have been arrested. I can tell you at this sheriff's office when he showed up with her car and she was no place to be found, we would never have let him out of our custody that day. Mm. Other than that, I'm not sure where their investigation is. Interesting. I would think that would, um, and I love Grady, and I agree 100%, and I think that people might be shocked to know how many other sheriffs agree with him as well. Right. But you think that's a that's a code, that's a written law enforcement code that you never go against uh, another another uh, you know sheriff's office? For most, I, yeah. I, I think, but like a lot of things, Grady uh, does not adhere to that code. Yeah, and I mean. And good. He just, should call out bad police work when he sees it. You, you just have to wonder... If, if it could it could it have been that simple? You know what I mean? Like people say, oh, you, she'd still be alive if this happened, and right. he might not be missing if that happened. Everything is much easier in hindsight. But the reason he was actually holding a press conference in the first place, mm. the Polk County Sheriff's Office said three people were rescued and more than a dozen were arrested following a recent investigation into child pornography crimes. Two men from Winter Haven were also arrested for sexually abusing three children, among other charges, according to the sheriff's office. The suspects are all male in range in age from 15 to 68 years old. The teens and men are facing 2,770 felony charges altogether. Whoa. Whoa. Among those arrested, a 32-year-old Harrison Egbert of Winterhaven, after getting a tip about activity at Egbert's home, detectives executed a search warrant on the residence and found 1,000 videos and images of children as young as two being sexually assaulted. Egbert confessed to viewing child porn online and sexually abusing three girls. Authorities said he videoed the abuse with his friend, David uh, Lavin's help. Egbert was arrested for enhanced possession of child pornography, capital sexual battery, and promotion of child pornography. Man. Is this... I feel like I ask questions like this often because it's hard to wrap your brain around this pure of evil that people like this are not only around us, but they're way more around us than the average person could ever even wrap their head around, right? God, I wish I could say they weren't. It's just when I see when I see a sample size of something like if I see 35 people with one given opinion on this show or something, I figure, okay, that's probably a representation of something bigger. So when I see Grady Judd, you know, month after month, pull in these large groups of men that are either into sex trafficking or or 
God forbid, child pornography, I've got to take that as a sign. That is a a small, minute sample size of the actual evil and amount of people that are in our community and all around this world doing the most heinous things that the average person, you know, could ever even imagine. It's very, it's very, very sad. And and, and it's going to always be like that. I think it will always be chasing them down because what could you do at a top down level to stop people from being absolute pervert weirdos? Uh, there's nothing you, cause like you can get them to try to control their impulses, but you'll never remove that type of evil from society. So Ronnie D, Ron DeSantis, our governor, uh, he seems to appreciate the media when they're on his side, and he does love him some Fox News. And right now, he's uh, he's he's suing the state of Florida, or I'm sorry, suing the federal government and Joe Biden uh, because he's upset with the catch and release uh, laws that have been put into place. He says that that, uh, you know, goes against our sovereignty laws and that just having people running across the border is not a good thing. So he was on Hannity last night to talk about that. So you get a little bit of that and he, he couldn't help uh, sharing his feelings on critical race theory as well. Here's oh. a, here is our governor, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Notice the media, no matter how many times you've answered the question about are you considering a run for the presidency in 2024 and you give the same answer, that they still keep asking you. What's your answer to those people that ask again and again? Yeah, I'm not considering anything beyond doing my job. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff going on in Florida. I'm going to be running uh, for re-election next year. Um, And we're also working on a lot of things in the state beyond just the governor's race. we got school board races, Sean. I want to make sure people are not supporting critical race theory, making sure that, you know, parents have the ability to send their kid to school the way they want to. So there's a lot of huge issues. That is way down the road. It's not anything that I'm planning for. I uh, I can't help but find and draw a parallel between politicians and football coaches or sports coaches in general because it reminds me of of almost like an Urban Meyer who will always <laughs> tell you and in like in a coach will tell you when they have a certain job oh no I won't uh, be going for the USC job and when Urban Meyer left Ohio State he said oh no I'm I'm going to be working at Ohio State I'll be an advisor I'll be around forever and then before you know it he signs with an NFL team why. Especially in politics more so, why do you why do you have to not tell the truth when it comes to something like this? I, I, I realize politicians lie, but if you're going to run for president, if more people know, aren't you going to potentially get people excited? Those people know your name already, and I think for an acting governor to throw his hat in the ring, he would see that as disrespectful to the state that he governs. Yeah, I, I, get, I get that. Uh, a brave Florida man, uh, this story has gone insanely viral, uh, used a large trash bin to capture an alligator that was in front of his house. The bin is tipped on its side with the lid open, and the man goes back and forth with the gator until it's inside. Uh, what you don't see in, in that video is that he later released the gator into a pond. Um, he's new to the state, supposedly, and didn't know that you just can't go manhandling and molesting a gator, as we like to call it here in the great state of Florida. So he was only given a written warning by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation uh, Commission. But the, the real gift, you played this for me yesterday off the air, and I was able to uh, track it down. Uh, this is a, a guy by the name of Jonathan Mann, and he uh, has a runs a Twitter account called Song A Day Man. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, I offer to you the folk song celebrating the Florida man who caught an alligator in a trash can. Turn it up and uh, let it take your worries away. 
on this beautiful Thursday. Sometimes I, I think that I have made a full transition to Florida man. And, I, and I'll retweet this at the John Senning. So I don't always look at things in Florida through the eyes of a non-Floridian. But when you see this video, just, just knowing the way that I thought about alligators. And mo- when I moved here, it was before me- social media craze where you saw something insane from Florida every day. But you think about a guy in the middle of Nebraska just not really knowing much about Florida. And you see a man catching what appears to be a dinosaur in a trash can. I think that sometimes our, our Florida centric news stories can get lost on us because we're just so damn used (laughs) to living amongst the wildness. That is the state of Florida. Yeah. A dude chasing a gator with an open recycle bin to us is a Tuesday, (laughs) but to somebody else, that's the most amazing thing he's ever seen. Say that it, that it's intrigued me, but I've had a mild interest my whole life with people who smuggle things in their butt, and and this guy um, really he was getting his money's worth. A man in India was caught at the airport trying to smuggle two pounds, and I didn't even know this came in paste form of gold paste in his BH. Smugglers have found out that if you mix gold powder with certain ingredients, you can make a paste that's a lot lot harder for metal detectors to spot. He had four packages of the gold paste inside him uh, worth over $55,000. I'm sorry. It's gold but in paste form. Yeah, yeah. To, to turn it into paste, they have to convert it into gold powder. Then they can take that powder, add a few ingredients, and end up with a paste that is roughly 70% gold. But wh- how do you trade gold paste for goods? And I guess there's some sort of exchange rate. Or can you then, uh, the guy who got arrested put it in four separate wrappers. Um, an like, x-ray show. Like uh, the Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That was his injection method. An x-ray showed all four of them lodged in his backside, so they arrested him. And like I said, $55,000 worth. So do you get the paste, and then you then harden it back up? I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure just for pleasant, you know, for, for the... It's more pleasant to have paste than a gold bar. Well, I'd rather have gold paste up there than a gold bar up there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've never had, uh, I've never had either, so I don't know which I would prefer. But uh, yeah. both, both sound interesting. I just want to know how the exchange rate works in jail. Like, pack of smokes, you know, two inches of gold paste. I don't know how does I don't how does that work. I'll do more research. Thank you. I mean, we learned a lot about rhinos today, and I think yeah. moving forward, we can we can make it a focus to learn more about gold paste in people's butts and, I, how, and yeah. how to get it back to real gold. I love learning stuff on this show. I just need to know, like, 
once you've converted it in paste and, and, and keistered it, which is what we say in the prison community, keistering things, then what? How, how do you convert that then to a tradable commodity? Yeah, the prison wallet, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know because... And then when you sell off your gold, do you have to, because I imagine somebody who's in the gold business is particular about their gold. Do you have to let them know that it once was inside the man's butt? I think it's understood that if it's in jail and it's a valuable good, it was probably in somebody's butt. Hmm. So we touched on this earlier in the week, but now the senators are grilling those at Facebook and sharing uh, their opinions on the Instagram and social media for teens scenario that's playing out in our country. Senator slammed Facebook in a contentious hearing with its safety chief earlier today, blasting the company over leaked research showing that Instagram can make body issues worse for many teens. While Facebook publicly denies that Facebook is uh, harmful for teens privately, Facebook experts and researchers Researchers have been ringing the alarm for years. That coming from Senator Richard Blumenthal. Now, I've got a clip of audio here that is very interesting, where Blumenthal uh, claims that he, uh, his office, has formulated their own private research and and found some pretty disturbing things. Uh, here's the audio from a short time to go, a uh, short time ago, from Senator Blumenthal. Rates downward spiral. My office did its own research. We created an Instagram account identified as a 13-year-old girl and followed a few easily findable accounts associated with extreme dieting and eating disorders. Within a day, its recommendations were exclusively filled with accounts that promote self-injury and eating disorders. That is the perfect storm that Instagram has fostered and created it's very very interesting and i know that probably all of this means nothing but wouldn't it be great if if, uh you know these senators and the government now kind of knocking on that door if something could actually get changed but what what could you change the the, all of the 10 11 12 13 year olds that are already in existence you're not going to get them to not want to be all over Instagram. No. no, it's it. I and I understand what Instagram and Facebook are giving back is really what we're talking about here. We're talking about how, what are they doing in the order of promoting things. I did find it interesting, and it, he doesn't go into detail here. But remember, we had the caller who said that his wife got the ad for the uh, the exit bag that was a, essentially oh, yeah. a bag that would allow you to kill yourself. So when when he said they, they started immediately getting recommendations with accounts that promote self-injury, mm. I do have to wonder if that is a, a bigger untapped thing that I personally did not know about that certain accounts and uh, and, and algorithms are promoting teenagers to to hurt themselves that is scary and gross in in a time when we know that suicide is on the rise specifically amongst younger people and and teenagers yeah so i mean to think that that the social media we know that it has a hand in it on the surface level from people bully others on social media and i think sometimes that can be too much for for certain kids to handle rightfully so Mm. it's a whole other you know whole other bag of worms box of worms Whole other bag of tricks. Bag of tricks. If if they're promoting self harm oh, on Instagram, Good it's Lord. it's it's crazy to think about the things that uh that it's doing to people. Mm-hmm. Sticking with that same general theme, 
Three soldiers at an army base in New York are suspected to have died by suicide within 48 hours, with one of them being among the last of the troops to leave Afghanistan just one month ago. Tyler Thomas, 21, Sika Tapulu, 26, and Staff Sergeant Angel Green, assigned to the 10th Mountain Division, all died within two days of each other in mid-September at the Fort Drum Army Base in New York. Staff Sergeant Green, an infantryman assigned to the 4th Battalion, 31st Infantry and 2nd Brigade team was one of the last soldiers to return home during the chaotic and bloody U.S. pullout of Afghanistan at the end of August and didn't return to New York until September 6th. Uh, He died on September 16th uh, before the other two. So, man, that is, uh, it's just... When the news stops covering it and it's yeah. not on your TV every day and, uh, you know, not to when we talk about loss of life, I, the more that I do this and, and, and I'm so in tune with the news, the more grossed out I am by what people decide is news. Because Gabby Petito being dead yeah. is very, 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 very sad. Yeah, but and it's one person. It's one person. And there's one guy out there who may or may not be bad. And here you've got a guy who fought for this country. And clearly there's a problem. You had three guys. Uh, kill themselves in 48 hours, it, you know, at one of our military bases, one of them being coming, you know, coming from Afghanistan. And I haven't seen that on the news. I mean, I found the story, but right. I, I could tell you, I could go to nine out of 10 news sources and it will be nothing but petito yep. laundry door to door. So it's just, it's not about what's the news. It's about what the people who make the news think you're going to click on. Right. And unfortunately they do that because of what you tend to click on. Yeah. And so if you click on more stories about our servicemen, you know, lo- losing their lives, maybe they'll put more, you know, more stories like that. Maybe. Uh, it's hard to believe that we're getting into Halloween season, but I love talking candy and I love seeing the Google trends to find which holiday candy each state is oddly obsessed oh, with. Yeah. Kit Kats and Twix both have five states that are obsessed with them. Uh, Arizona, Connecticut, Maryland, Michigan, and New Mexico. Twix in Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Utah, and Wisconsin. Mm. Those are two solid bars. I mean, if you're making an all-star lineup of candy bars, are Kits and or Twix going to be in your top five, your, your, your Rushmore? Kit Kats and Twix both will be in there, yeah. Okay, now you are, you're a traditionalist with the Twix. Do you ever dabble in the peanut butter Twix? I like them. But I think the classic Twix is the best Twix. Now I enjoy the I enjoy the peanut butter Twix. Now it has the chocolate cookie. Back in my day, Ooh, uh, yeah. the the Twix used to be on the same regular wafer, wafer cookie or whatever the hell you call it, yeah. and 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 not the chocolate. Um, but now it's chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, which I mean oh, is great. Man, yeah, but it's it's not. I I liked the mellower vibe of the peanut butter on regular cookie rather than peanut butter on uh, right. on chocolate cookie. I respect that. Uh, four different candies. He's got three states each, Skittles in Alabama, Arkansas, and Georgia. Jolly Ranchers, which who in the hell is is, is eating Jolly Ranchers? Get out of here. And it's a sad fact because uh, those states, Jolly Ranchers, California, Texas, and Florida. No way. Who's eating a Jolly Rancher? Nobody. I mean, what do you even do with a Jolly Rancher? You suck on it? Yeah, that's it. Hundred. We're gonna say what about PB Max? Oh, those were legit. Remember PB were Max? those were those circular? I think that well, the Nutter Butter was shaped like a peanut. I remember. I think the PB Max was like an oval. Oh, those those were actually my true truest mm. go tos. I think I'm gonna look it up right now. So oh, the good. PB Max. Oh yeah, it was like it was a square. It wasn't like huh. a traditional bar. It was more of a square. 
That's, that's hot. That's really hot. Glad I could get back in some of those. Um, others with multiple states that people love. Milky Ways, Nerds. Uh, sadly for you, Drew, maybe never visit Indiana or Kansas because they're big fans of the peanut M&M's. Uh, Reese's and Pieces, not the Reese's and Pieces, but just Reese's Pieces, New York and Virginia. Um, the rest just have one state being candy corn in West Virginia, Reese's peanut butter cups in Ohio, and Pennsylvania should be um, taken off the map for loving good and plenty. Oh, God. Those the licorice are, jelly bean thingies? Those are really, uh, gross. really, really bad. Uh, North Dakota loves Whoppers. Are you a Whopper guy? Oh, no. Good God, no. Dude, that my, growing up, my mom loved Whoppers and always had them around the house. And I mean, what do you even compare the inside of a Whopper to? It's like plastic and dirt. Yeah, like a chewy plastic dirt that wants to pull out your uh, fillings. Just as bad are milk duds. See, now, if you had to choose, though. I mean, I'm not saying that those two aren't close, oh. but if you had to choose. Uh, you're not going to like it. If I had to choose between the two, I'd choose a Whopper. Oh, you would? Oh, yeah. I would go milk dud all day, uh, all day, every day. And Colorado, who seems like a very, very cool uh, state. You, you know, they like to smoke weed and, you know, they got yeah. lots of beautiful greenery and things like that. Black licorice. And um, probably the most shocking thing of all, which I believe is also fake, Oklahoma is the Big Orange Circus peanuts. 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 Anybody choose uh, candy corns? Uh, it was a one, and I believe it was North Dakota. I do not trust people who eat candy corn. Those are good, though. No, they're not. I think you, I think you may... That could be almost a Mandela effect in the opposite direction. I think people feel grossed out by candy corn, but there's actually nothing to be grossed out by candy corn. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I bet if I were to eat it, don't they have different flavored candy corn? Well, I think we did get into this heated debate uh, uh, last Halloween season because I found out, I think last Halloween, that my wife, my wife, my wife, she only eats a certain part of the candy corn and you were, I think I don't remember who was on what side of the debate, but you were saying that it was all the same flavor. <laughs> and, and I think it has been determined that the layers of the candy corn are different flavors. Oh, I did not know that. So maybe you just try, maybe you just try some of the, uh, some of the certain flavors. <laughs> what do you make of an athlete huh? who? supposedly and not supposedly is considered to be the best at what they do, but repeatedly can't help to be their own worst enemy and get in trouble. John oh. bones Jones. You oh, may yeah. have heard the term. Many look at him as the greatest mixed martial arts fighter of all time. Uh, he was supposed to be looking towards a, you know, a return to the UFC in the heavyweight division. And again, after multiple domestic disputes and disturbances, after multiple drug charges and getting busted with steroids and and, and um, DUIs, mm. according to Vegas Metro PD arrest report, cops were called to Caesar's Palace around 5.08 a.m. Uh, this past weekend for a domestic disturbance. And the details are bad. Oh, involving a white female. This is from the report mm. who was bleeding from her mouth and nose. And a black male who is a professional MMA fighter, when police arrived, they spotted John walking near the hospital where they stopped and detained him. Uh, cops said uh, that 34-year-old Jones became irate and smashed his head into the front of the Las Vegas Police Department patrol vehicle, oh. leaving a medium-sized dent as well as a chip in the paint. While handcuffed, police say Jones experienced a wide range of emotions. At one point, cops say he threatened to sue the department for handcuffing him on the biggest night of his life. That dude does not do well in Vegas. How can you? I just, 
it, it just ra- hard for me to wrap my brain around, and maybe they come hand in hand. How you can have the world at your fingertips, and maybe it's maybe it's an addiction thing. Yeah. But with him, he goes through these long these long periods where he doesn't get in trouble and he can train for a fight and he can go in and beat the best in the world. And then he goes through these other, you know, spells where he's doing terrible things like seemingly beating up his girlfriend and bashing his head into the front of a, of a cruiser. Maybe it's because he doesn't feel worthy of his success. And anytime things are going too well for him, he feels like he has to like do something to uh, torpedo his success. Uh, so one of the other details, just an asshole. Well, well, that's the thing too, is, is some, when you're at that level of greatness, you know, who's the greatest of great that didn't have a single issue. Is it Tiger Woods? Is it Gretzky? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but the, the interesting point is that, uh, she, the police reported that she was terrified to know that he might get out of jail and was insistent on knowing when, where, and how long it would be until he got out of jail. So that tells me that she's, uh, scared of a little bit more than just, uh, yeah, you know, what happened on that given night. Yeah. A couple pieces of food news for you that aren't candy. Uh, if you're a bacon buyer, you may have noticed it's not just a feeling. Um, bacon costs more than it has cost in 50 years. Oh, the domestic no. pork supply chain was one of the quickest to get knocked out of whack when the COVID-19 virus started its spread in the U.S. Panic-stricken consumers bought up deep freezers and cleared out meat counters. Uh, the food service channel effectively shut down overnight, breaking a major arm of the supply chain. And meat uh, packing plants where employees work long shifts in close proximity were the hardest hit and believed to be virus hotbeds. Uh, lives were lost, plants were temporarily shuttered, and federal investigations ensued. When those fa- facilities shut down, the backlog of animals grew. Here's the part that I did not know about. So because so many of these facilities shut down and they couldn't process all of these pigs millions and millions of pigs had to be euthanized without processing into food oh no additionally producers wary of getting ahead of demand with too much supply started thinning their breeding herds ultimately depressing the year's pork supply uh so there are there are a bunch of different label you know layers to why some of these things are but how bad does that suck i mean not only are you wasting food, you're killing you're pigs. killing animals. Oh man, for no reason. Man, I watched I'm a sucker for a a, a story about an animal on my Facebook feed. Yeah. I watched a video last night that was warm- it the chickens breaking up the rabbit fight? No, it's oh. better than that. Oh. It was about this it was about this uh beefalo. Okay, so it was up in Pennsylvania uh-huh. and this beefalo named Buddy was getting offloaded at a slaughterhouse. And this isn't a, this isn't a D's nuts joke or anything. This is serious. All right. This beefalo was getting offloaded at a slaughterhouse uh-huh. and it broke free into this very uh, rural area in Pennsylvania. And the story is mostly about this one uh, police officer who became obsessed with catching Buddy, but it was it was wooded everywhere. This police officer dedicated, in the midst of the pandemic, eight months. He went out every single night for eight months to try and track and catch the beefalo named Buddy. So they came up with all these crazy plans. They built this big cage, and he would camp out every night in this trailer trying to catch the beefalo. The The beefalo, Buddy, he lived through an entire winter, okay, in which they didn't think that this beefalo could live through the winter. They would leave food out for him and everything. Eventually they caught him, 
and they sent him to a sanctuary here in Florida oh. where Buddy the Beefalo is living out the rest of where? his life. Where? Where's the sanctuary? Uh, it was a uh, Cozy Critters Sanctuary. All right. Uh, I want to say it was Wa- Wachula. Sounds right. Yeah. So th- and then they show, like, the guy, the police officer who dedicated his life to finding him, coming down and visiting him. Oh, uh, do you think Beefalo, Buddy the Beefalo, remembered him? No, he was a dick to him, actually. He showed up. It was all right on It was right on film. He showed up, and he just went the actual right way. But he was, Buddy was a troublemaker. Buddy still, when they got him at the uh, ranch, he had to be in quarantine for four weeks just to make sure he, did, that he didn't have Beefalo coronavirus. So, and he was escaping from, from the quarantine. So he was a trickster, this Buddy, the Beefalo. But he's, he's, everything's okay now. I love John's joints. <laughs> Arby's is celebrating the debut of their new real country style rib sandwich, which what? seems to be a, uh, a clap back or a direct response to the McRib. Oh. Um, and this is kind of fun. But to think that people are actually going to buy this is worrisome. Uh, they are releasing a limited run of wearable sweatsuits called Smoked Sweats that have been hand-smoked by real pitmasters at the legend at the, by the legendary Sadler's Smokehouse in East Texas, the new sweats made by apparel company Stateline come in an iconic burgundy shade as an ode to the traditional pitmaster uniform. The limited edition smoked sweats are vacuum sealed on site to preserve the maximum smoky infusion. You can buy your smoked sweats at arbyssmokedsweats.com. Wear your smoke sweats and go out and get some sloppy steaks. <laughs> Starting at noon on October 4th. Um, so, in reality, if you were going to buy a sweatshirt or a pair of sweatpants uh, that came pre-smelling like smoked meat, what is that? What's that going to run you? What, what would what would Drew Garabo be comfortable paying? A comfortable paying twenty five to thirty dollars. Okay, sixty five bucks. No, nope. sixty five bucks uh-uh. uh, for the meat sweats. No, nope. too huh. rich for my blood. This uh, story like this, it, it's hard to believe that, that it could even be true, but I've seen it in a bunch of places. It initially popped up in Vice. A missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party and looked for himself for hours before he realized he was the target of the rescue mission. <laughs> According to local media reports, Behan Mutlu, a 50-year-old man from a rural region in Turkey, was out drinking with his friends when he wandered off into a nearby forest and didn't return. Worried about him, his friends alerted authorities who set up a search and rescue mission to find him. According to the Turkish channel NTV, uh, which when news of the man gone missing got out, efforts to find him intensified in nearby neighborhoods with a large group of volunteers joining the mission. This search party was calling out Mutlu's name for hours when suddenly a man from within the group spoke up and reportedly said, who are we looking for? I am here. It is unclear how Mutlu found himself in his own search party or how his friends didn't realize that he was right under their nose the whole time. Police were able to safely escort Mutlu to his home. Man, there are a million turkey jokes to be made there. (laughs) Ah, That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I had the, um, the the written breakdown of this yesterday, but hearing it in Tom Brady's own words make it that much better. Uh, Tom Brady's dad spouts off at the mouth a lot, and uh, he whether it's bashing him for not wearing a mask or running smack on the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady is now speaking out with a prepared statement uh, for his father, and it's so nice I thought I'd play the audio at least for you and give it to you twice. Yeah. Your dad kind of jumped into this. 
And uh, uh, he had some comments to the press this past week. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tom? Well, a little bit. I've actually prepared a statement that I wanted to say, and it's really all that I have to say on the subject. Um, comments made by Thomas Edward Brady, a 77-year-old insurance company CEO who should know better at this point in his life, doesn't necessarily reflect the views or positions held by his son, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. So furthermore, should Tom Sr. continue to speak out on behalf of his son without the express written consent, Tom Jr. reserves the right to eventually put him in a home against his will. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, and as far as the spice level getting up today, uh, Tom Brady sounds terrible and the audio is terrible, but I'll tell you, he said that uh, he didn't say goodbye or have any meeting with Bill Belichick in person. It was over the phone and thought it was handled well by all. And a lot of people are taking that somehow as a dig that Bill didn't make the, uh, it, it, it seems that it's being received as Bill didn't make the effort to uh, have that meeting with Tom in person. And Bruce Arians getting a little spicy by saying that he, thinks that the Patriots have ripped off his offense. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to leave you because we love him so, so damn much. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was on oh. with uh, Jimmy Fallon and he loves his dog, which makes me love him more than I ever thought he knew or that I knew. And um, this is this is a crazy thing. After you get your dog neutered, you can get your dog fake testicles. Nudicles. You knew this? I mean, I know about nudicles. Well, I learned about it from Jake Gyllenhaal, and here he is talking about having to get them for his best friend. Oh, I was looking at some photographs on the internet of neutered dogs of an older age. and <laughs> You've done this for years. Well, yeah, my doctor had suggested that maybe he should get nudicles. Do you know what those are? I'm a, no, I could guess maybe, but I... I They're what? prosthetic testicles. So I... I was I, this to, Okay. So. I said no. Of course, yeah. Of course. And then I was like, well, what do they look like? You know? <laughs> Did you get in trouble for Googling this stuff like that? I, so <laughs> what I testicles. saw was what happens with a dog when they don't have them. And it's just an empty sack of... All right, Jake. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up uh, calling my doctor the night before surgery and saying, can we get these things, these nudicles? Can we get... I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He looks better than ever. He's oh. reverse aging. Yes. He was at the uh, was it at the Tonys in this pink this this kind of light pink suit. He's got the hair flowing. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is peaking right now, and I'm here for it. Yeah, what's his new uh, his new movies out today? Yeah, it is. It's on uh, it's on Netflix. Um, I was just looking at the name of it. It's called like Urgent or something like that. Or yeah, he's I a nine one one operator. This article about the nudicles. Um, yeah. Cool. The guilty. That's it. The guilty. Yep. Jake Gyllenhaal. And I. Yeah. And all. Burnt. Oh. Up. Hi, Drew Gobble Live. Hi, I want to guess on joint. Go ahead. Hipsa uh, Live. Hello, and Rhiannon. Yeah, very good. Well done. Not sure what was going on on the phone, but uh, yeah. What, what, what? Did you see something about Shakira? Is that why you yeah, played her? Yeah, I did. Did you see it too? Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. She got attacked by wild boars. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And they, they stole her... They stole her handbag. Yeah, dude, I'm I, so glad that you uh, that you caught that because that's exactly why I played it. Yeah, I I, uh, I did see that this morning. Shakira has accused a gang of wild boars of stealing her handbag and her phone while she was casually strolling through a Barcelona park. Dude, these these wild pigs—they're nothing to be messed with. You are right about that, John. Hi, Drew Grab alive. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Steve? Stevie. 
Man, I got like ninety percent of this thing cooked down on that one, John. That yeah, was pretty good. It was Not extended. Bad. Yeah, it was Not an extended bad. today. Good, good amount now of. Here's what I got. I got a what call it candy bar. Good, solid. Uh, Wendy's Super Bar. You guys remember Delicious. that? Delicious. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Jello molds, uh, strawberry bananas, and uh, baked potatoes for days for sure. Yeah, that's another example of what we talked about yesterday. Things that used to be great that now suck. Like no fast food, true fast food place would ever put work into like a, 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 super a salad bar, bar or no. a super bar. No, but Wendy's sure as hell yeah, did. They, did. And they were great. Remember their tables used to be like newspaper collages? Really? At Wendy's? Yeah. yeah. Like the, the the tables, Steve's an older guy like I am. The table used to be like a, a laminated newspaper collage. Oh, that sounds fun. I remember that at Subway, I thought. Yeah. Oh, that too. What else you got for us, Steve? Second to last driving Friday night. I'm watching many saints of uh, Newark on the big screen in my driveway. I'm getting high. <laughs> That's cool. Dude, I like I like Steve having a boutique uh, drive-in yeah. where you pull into his driveway and he's projecting it up on the garage, and then he hands out freshly rolled joints and edibles and stuff while you uh, while you watch the movie. That's a hell of a business idea. I just throw out there, Steve. Definitely down with that one, Steve. It's in the parking lot. <laughs> This parking lot? Did you see these guys out here, by the way, on the side of the building? Yeah, they're nice guys. They were yelling my name uh, when they yeah, were Yeah, they were the yelling at me, too, but yeah. they were, love them, and thanks yeah. for the work. They were really grab-assing up there. Yeah, they're the, dangling and doing some horseplay. Well, and he was, he was met, when I walked by, and I, well, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say, maybe their boss is listening. <laughs> well, no, but he was, like, shaking the rope, and then he had this thing that he, it wasn't a saw, but he made the guy think it was a saw, and he acted like he was sawing the rope. I'm I'm pro horseplay in most places, not when I'm dangling yeah. from a scaffolding on a three story building. Yeah. Hi, Drew Gobble Live. Hello? Hi. Hey, yeah, I, I've never been fortunate enough to transfer any gold paste, but I have used my prison wallet. Oh, really? For what? Uh mainly tobacco chew, a lighter, and I found some weed in the river once. That was pretty cool. Brought that back. You found river weed and then keistered it. Yeah, wait, wait. kind of just right in, place at the right time. In pri- you were in jail or prison when you found the the weed. Yeah, so I'm from Washington, and they have like when you're in minimum security, they have like camps where you go out and like just clean up trash or clean rivers, oh, which is yeah. what I was doing. And you found weed, and there. I was in a river. Yeah, you, you just reach down and shove it up your, uh, you know what. It- no, no. Well, I mean, come on, man. You know, you can't got to dry it out and everything. I, like, left it out on a rock and right. came back the next well, day. It actually, well, you got to dry the weed out, but you got to wet down your butt, right? Oh. Well, no. I mean. You go hey, dry? Muscles that, well, it's easier than you think. Had you had you had any uh, experience with butt play before you just started sticking no, all these random no. objects in there? Nope. No, sir. Yeah, see, I'm ready. If I ever go to jail, I'll be able to bring in a washer-dryer combo. So, so yeah. was the first time distressing? Uh, mentally. Yeah, yeah mentally. Because you got to, like, you got to, like, assume the position and usually looking at yourself in the mirror when you're doing that, and you're just kind of like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm doing right now. But it's worth it when you're sitting on your bunk and you've got to chew in or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I chew well, that's anything. That's the thing. I, I, there are things that I would be willing to, to keister for, but, oh, yeah. but you know, to think that, that, you know, some red man is one of them just seems like a waste of a good butt. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's come back and talk about this Mick Jagger sighting because I think it can relate to all of us here in Florida. But first, a word from John Senning. 
Medi Weight Loss, the medically supervised program that keeps you accountable and keeps you losing weight. Because when you lose weight, not only do you feel good because you got rid of those extra LBs, but your mind is clear. You have more energy. You feel things you haven't felt in a very long time. And Medi Weight Loss can help you achieve those goals. And right now, they want to give Bone listeners a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 1025. It's com slash 1025. Or you can call 877-MED-LOSS. They've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Clearwater, and Lutz. They do accept some insurances, so make sure you find out if they accept yours. And don't forget to let them know. You heard John Senning talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. It's Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone. Next car lives right here on 102.5 The Bone. Featured by Advent Health.